Hello, welcome back to the Square One Show, and I'm your host, Lucas Mulepo. Thank you for tuning in. If you are tuning in for the first time and you're wondering what is the Square One Show, the Square One Show is the show about the journey. This is a podcast where I get to sit with fellow entrepreneurs, visionaries, artists, athletes, comedians, corporate people, and other creators, and we get to chat about their journeys. If they have any interesting stories to tell us, and lessons learned and um, how to get things done. This is a show where we get to, to chat about all that. This show is, is inspired. It's inspired by inspiring people. Um, these candid conversations are recorded to help inspire listeners to pursue their purpose and their passions. Um, today, I'm sitting down with a very, very close, 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 close man. He's an entrepreneur a motivational speaker, a visionary wellness coach, and um, what am I forgetting? I'm a child of God. And a child of God. <laughs> I think that was supposed to be um, the first one. Yeah, his name is Mduduzi Ntomboyemi. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. Um, thank, you for, thank you for introducing me. Thank you for hosting me. I can't wait, I can't wait to journey with you throughout the podcast. Thank you to all the listeners, wherever they are. Thank you. Sure, sure. It's a pleasure. Um, I just want to to open up the show with um, the story of how we met. I think I tell you about this story a lot. <laughs> so, you know, when you get to campus, like you move into a and you realize are people knocking at your door, knocking at your door, like inviting you for church. I never used to entertain those people because I was like a wild living, like I don't care about God. But when you came through, and this was 2012, yeah. so I've known you for like nine plus years now. Sure. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Mm. But I gave you my attention, man. <laughs> and we spoke and um, yeah, I ended up coming to church and yeah nine years later here we are yeah. <laughs> here we are um so i just want to chat to you about um various things but since we're already talking about varsity and um university of limpopo i just i just want to start off with like how did you end up at university of limpopo mm-hmm. yeah was it like because you know when people apply and when I was at TERF, I came across like a lot of people who say, um, I didn't get accepted, guy guy, and then now I'm here. Like, what's your story of ending up there? Sure, it's um, it's a very short story, yet long. Mm. Yeah, but then I, I remember after metric, I matriculated 2009. Mm. And after metric, I went to, to Midwinter because I wanted to, to study medicine. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted. That's all I, I I thought of doing in life. And even my marks were good for, for medicine. Mm-hmm. When I went to Midwinter, unfortunately, space was limited. Oh. Yes, space was limited. Then we were advised that, okay, for us to, to secure a better chance for next year, for the following year, to be first in line, at least let us be on the system. Mm. So how do you become in the system? Mm. You can either upgrade some of the the metric courses mm. with Midwinter. Mm. So I did that. I upgraded my maths, I upgraded my physical sciences, and also my, yeah, those two, maths and physical sciences. 
but I didn't upgrade them because my my marks were low mm. for medicine. Yes, I upgraded them because I needed a better chance for mm. the following year. Mm. Then the following year came. When the following year came, um, now what we promised didn't materialize mm. just because we're in the system that didn't guarantee us a better chance to get a space the following year. And that's 2010? That, yes, no, that was 2011. So 2010, the whole of 2010, I was upgrading. Oh, yes. yeah. 2011, now it's early in the year, it's January, we are all there, but my students are wanting to register. But you know, some people, they skip us on the line and they get registered way before us. Mm. Okay, so now, um, I'm there queuing and it's getting late and I'm chatting with a friend. A friend of mine was already registering in, in Teflop. Mm. So the friend is telling me that, no, what, um, there's a space in, in BSC. Mm. Then I didn't even know what BSC was. But then I told myself, no, what, let me just go to Teflop. Yeah. Yeah, let me just go to Teflop. Then from Medunza, we drove back home, then I'll turn. Later in the evening, then I told my dad, you know what, I think it's better we go to Teflop, just to, to try yeah. our chances, we never know. Only to find out that was a better chance for me, or that was the best choice for me. Then I went to Teflop, and immediately when I got to Teflop, I never struggled with register, registration and everything. Mm. I just found a guy there by my school, like uh, School of Molecular Biology. Mm. The guy was the secretary there. He took my documents and he got me registered. Mm. Just like that. So same day, we drove from home to Teflop and got registered. Wow. Yeah. So to cut the whole, st- the long story short, I landed up in Teflop because I didn't get acceptance in Medunza. Mm. Yes. It's it's like the common story <laughs> for people. If I can say Tefas, if we're yeah, in Tefas, yeah, yeah. because a lot of people I used to hear that last like, guy. I went that guy and didn't I didn't mm-hmm. get ex- accepted. You know. You know um, when when you apply for what you like when you are doing your metric when you apply for what you normally have three choices isn't it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like you, you normally have the top three that okay maybe the first one I want to go to is this one mm-hmm. so for me Teflop was not even in one of those three yeah. I don't think it was even option number Z like yeah. it was not even part of my <laughs> options <laughs> but yeah. I found myself there yeah yeah, yeah. I found myself there. Yeah, because with me, I guess I was just, like, uninformed, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just didn't know much what what I wanted to do. Because around me, I didn't have people who went to varsity. My family, no one went to varsity. So I was, like, uninformed. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I took a gap year because of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't apply. Yeah. And um, the following year, I only applied to go to Turk. Sure. <laughs> just like that, <laughs> one, one place. But yeah, since it was your best option to go into term, how was your experience like, like just like from first year to until mm. you you finished? All right, first year, um, first six months mm. uh, was tough for me. Why? Because everything in me wanted to be medunza. Everything yeah. in me wanted to study medicine, but now here I am. In Teflop studying BSc. Yeah. Yes, it was something related to health and science, but then mm. it's not medicine. And mm. I'm not in Medunza. Yeah. So 
that mindset, I had to deal a lot with myself. The mindset, you know, preparing your mind that, okay, now we are in this environment and what we need to do now is to adapt mm. and fight for survival wherever we are. So I remember the first six months, first semester, uh, academically, I didn't do well, especially with maths and physics. Yes, with maths and physics. Those two uh, subjects in high school were my strong point, like, mm. not, not my strong point. Yes, were my strong point because I was, I was good with maths, I was good also with physical science. But now in university, I mm. failed those two. So it was tough because I, I was fighting a lot of battles in my mind. Yeah. Yes, in my mind and having to accept the new environment. But then going forward, I had to adapt, I had to adjust, I had to accept the new environment and learn to grow there. Yeah, so for me, I would say that it was the longest journey in my life. I mean, from first year to final year. And why am I saying that? Because the degree that I did was a three-year degree, mm. but it took me seven years to complete it. Yeah. So you would imagine like all the pressure, what I was going through my mind all these years, mm. having to repeat certain modules, having to re- register again some of the modules, and then also the issue of finances. Oh, yeah. You know, like I was using NSFAS, and with NSFAS, once you fail a module, now you have to pay for yourself. Mm. And now paying for myself, also it's a challenge because I'm thinking of the situation back at home. Mm. No one can afford to pay the fees for me. Yeah. So now it's another battle, it's another sure. mental battle. Yeah. Yeah. So that led to me not excelling in my in my studies. Mm. Yes, I remember so many so many times I wanted to, to to drop out. I wanted to give up and not go back home because I was struggling, and my struggles were costing me financially. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, when when you are coming from a disadvantaged background, you can't do as you please. You can't do as as like you don't have the privilege of playing around with choices because yeah. we have money. But yeah. now I struggled because I was not doing well in my studies and also mm-hmm. the financial burden on, on top of that. So it, it took me seven years to complete my degree. Yeah, it took me seven years. And also I would say I I thank God that I got born again in university. Oh, yeah. so that happened in university? <laughs> yes, it happened in university. Yeah, it happened 2010 when I was in Midwinter. Oh, okay. So my faith kept me going mm. in, in, in Teflop. Yeah. I knew that God would not let me this far to leave me. And also I knew that there is no experience, I mean, there is no time wasted in God. Yeah. Yes, every time spent with God is a good experience. Whether yeah. it's tough times or it's good times, but there is lessons to be learned. Yeah. throughout the journey. Yeah. So my faith kept me going for those seven years. And today where I am, I would say that Teflop taught me a lot of things. Beside academically, mm. I would say personally, it, it has developed me to be the man that I am today. It has taught me a lot about being a hard worker. Yeah. It has taught me a lot about having patience. You know, yeah. like, you know, like when you wait for something. Like, can you yeah. Yeah. Like, I waited seven years to get. Because, <laughs> like, someone might be listening, sorry to mm. cut you off there, you'll continue. Mm. Um, someone might ask themselves, because that I went to school with people, 
who in the first semester they started failing, they were like, nah, this is not for me. And then they left. And then someone might ask themselves, like, what keeps you going, man? Like, what keeps driving you back to say, nah, man, I want this? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my faith kept me, kept me, like, it gave me a lot of strength. Yeah. And also the community that I was with. Yeah. You know, um, when you get to varsity, you're always presented with two choices. Yeah. The good guys and the bad guys. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> then I know. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I chose the community of good guys. Mm-hmm. And yes, they gave me so much support. The the environment was just healthy. Yeah. And it kept me there for for those seven years. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's so powerful, man. Yeah. You were telling me about like the personal skills that sure. um the 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 environment has, has equipped you with. Mm. And you're talking about like um Hard work and patience, yeah. That's why I cut you off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yes. So, besides academics, I was saying that I learned a lot about patience. I learned a lot about personal development in general. Mm. You know, there's, there are things that you get in school and there are things that you get in life, general. Mm. Yes. So, most of the times when we are faced with challenges, um, I, I was taught that don't panic, but mm. be calm and try to analyze the situation. What is it that I need to take from this challenge? Yeah. What is it that I need to learn from this particular challenge? So that's what I did um, seven years in varsity. So yes, academically, I was pulling my socks each yeah. and every year. Academically, I was doing better. I was doing better. Yeah. Yes. But then also, my surrounding, my, my, my community... Mm-hmm. also played a huge role in my life because yeah. there were times where I didn't have anything but because Lucas was there because yeah. some of the guys were there yeah. I would get support and I would get whatever I need for that particular day from them Yeah, yeah. so it also lessened the pressure that I had on my shoulders yeah Yeah. Mm-hmm. so like uh, a, a kid in their first year varsity would ask themselves how do I find like good guys and how do I see that these are the bad guys and I shouldn't hang out with them and um, the the disadvantages of of course you were mentioning the the, the, the advantages of being with the good guys mm-hmm. because I can say with me I couldn't probably even tell the difference, right? Maybe the good guys never bored. I was like, nah, nah, I'm not gonna hang out with these guys. So like how how do you how do you spot the good guys? Where do you find the good guys? How do you spot the bad guys and the disadvantages of, of being with the bad guys? So how do you how do you spot the good guys? Yeah. You know, when when you go to university, chances are you don't know anyone. It's you and yourself. So you have to start from scratch, making mm-hmm. new relationships. So what I would advise people is, or what I advise youngsters is, make sure that you don't forget the reason why you are there. Mm. Number one, you are there for your studies. So how you support the good guys? Good guys will be anyone or anything that will influence you towards your academic study influence you towards the achievement of your academics because that's the sole reason 
You know what I mean? Mm. So mm. anyone who's who, who's gonna give you a good motivation to pursue what you came there for, yeah, yeah, then those are the good guys. Yeah, the bad guys normally they they are influencers themselves, mm. but their influence is against academics most mm. of the time. And academics is the, 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 the one thing that you, you are there for. So the good guys, you can really spot them with the, the kind of influence that they are bringing towards you. Yeah. yeah. And I can I can imagine that in your seven years at TERF, you probably saw a lot of bad guys and <laughs> uh, see how, what normally happens to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> what, what is the fate that you'd see them mm. meet uh, in, in your stay there? Yeah, sure. I've seen I've seen a lot of good guys mm. and I've seen a lot of bad guys. So for me, because when I when I went to Teflop, I was born again, I was saved. Yeah. So already I had a relationship with God. And I knew that there is a certain type of people that I need to associate myself with. And also there is a certain type of people that I'm not supposed to associate with because we don't speak the same language. So mm. it's either you are an influencer or you have been influenced. Mm. So if I'm with people that we don't speak the same language, mm. it's easy for me to get influenced. One of us at the end of the conversation will mm. follow someone. It's either I follow them or they sure. follow me. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's that's so good. Sure. So you end up graduating. Did you graduate? Did you go to I your did. ceremony? I did. Because a lot of people don't <laughs> attend those 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 uh, ceremonies. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, how was like the day for you? There was no way I'd miss that ceremony. <laughs> like there was no way. <laughs> there was no way. Um I waited for seven years. Yeah. That day. I remember it was in September. Yeah. I waited. It was twenty seventeen. Yeah. I waited for seven years for the day. Yeah. And but I remember I didn't know how to describe the feeling I was, I was having then. Yeah, because I felt like if I were to open my mouth and try to describe whatever I was feeling, I I I, I would lie. Mm. Like I wouldn't properly express myself. Yeah. Yes. So it was indescribable. Like the feeling was just beyond description. Yeah. Yeah. But then you can imagine waiting for seven years yeah. for that day. Yeah. Yeah. The whole of like whole of emotions are going through your body. Yeah. yeah. So for me it was it was a good day. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good day. Actually, yeah. It was beyond good. There. Yeah, like seeing your family um coming all the way from home to celebrate with you. Mm. You know, it's some it's something else. Yeah. It's, I always wondered how it felt like for other people whenever they go through the podium to collect their degrees and everything. Mm. Yeah, up until that day, I didn't know the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, it's a feeling that is hard <laughs> to know, man. Sure. You can't just know it. Yeah. And did you have maybe some people in your family thinking that you'll never, like, not like they they speaking mm. down on you, but they just like. I don't see how you're going to do this. Yeah, and yeah. I bet for them on that day, it was sure. like, no, this guy is, is really a go-getter. Sure. Okay. For me, my family always believed in me. Nah. Yeah. They always believed in me. I remember even, even there were times where I had lost hope. Yeah. Like even myself. 
But yeah. my family was there. Do you can do this. Yeah. Do we believe in you? Yeah. Like don't look at, at the situation at hand. Don't look at what your eyes can see now. Mm-hmm. Have a bigger picture. You have a vision. The the reason why you went to Temple. Yeah. So we will be with you up until the finishing line. Wow. And they were there with me. They were there up until I graduated. They also came from home to celebrate with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One part that I remember about my graduation day mm. is that I didn't have a job. Sure. <laughs> and um, when we were going out, who's this guy, Fortune? Yes. Where's Fortune? Uh, Fortune is somewhere in Pretoria. No. Yeah, ah, man, you need to look me up with Fortune. <laughs> yeah. Fortune was speaking to these other girls and they were talking about like how they had to get like off days to come graduate. Mm. In my mind, I'm like, <laughs> you are now. People are out here employed. <laughs> and you are there like, <laughs> off days for who? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still yeah, looking. Yeah. But then, when you graduated, did you have a plan? What do you want to do afterwards? Yeah. Did you already have a job? Like, what was, what was your, your future looking like? Sure. Um, before, okay, before I answer your question. So, before graduation, my plan was to serve. Remember, I was in campus ministry. Mm. Yeah. So, the plan was to, to serve a year, to do a year of my life. Mm. was just to commit the year to the Lord and serve in ministry full time. Then... After um, graduate, because the graduations, okay, I finished the, the the degree in June, but the graduations happened in September. Mm. Yes, so from June, July, then I started my ministry serving mm. because I, I I I was no longer focusing on academics now. Yeah. I only had ministry to do. But then that's when I also learned that, you know, this verse that says many are the plans in man's heart, but only the purpose of God shall prevail. Yeah. Yes, because for me, the plan was to serve in ministry, only to find that God also had his own plans concerning my life. Uh, it happened that October, November, on the 6th of November, I got a job. Mm. So I saw a post on the 3rd of November, mm. and I applied. The got response the same day. Mm. Yes, and yeah. the response was that come for interviews on Monday. Sixth Monday, I went there for interviews. I didn't do the interviews. They told me, they asked me, How ready are you for work? I said, I am ready. I was born ready. Yeah. And I started working. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I started really? working. Yes. <laughs> you guys are so fortunate. You guys are so fortunate. Wow. I had a guy on the show as well <laughs> that every job he applies for, he mm. gets. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> many people don't know that feeling. So that's the, 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 the job that you got and worked until you went into business. Yes. Oh, oh yes. You switched. No, I didn't switch. It was the only one. The only one. So that was like from 2017 until? From 2017 up until 2009. 19. 19, sorry. 2019. Oh, it's like full, two full or plus two oh, plus years. It's less than two one year, ten months. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And um, when you say through varsity, there's besides the academic mm. stuff, there's like some personal life skills mm. that you that you got. Um, were there any that you also gained through work besides like the the work related experience mm. through through corporate? Because you know, man, you you come across certain different people. 
in life and there are people who are talking down, especially me being in the entrepreneurial space, mm-hmm. you get people who talk down nine to fives, mm-hmm. like, you know, saying a lot of bad, bad stuff mm-hmm. about, about nine to fives. So someone might look at the seven years, your seven years, like, yo, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. But you got some, some skills, some, mm-hmm. some equipping out of it. Mm-hmm. So... Are there like some equipping, some skills, some life abstract skills that you got out of your time in corporate? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I, my line of job when I got there was a, a consultant. So mm. we travel around the world. Mm. Okay, the country, I can't say the world. Travel yeah. around the country. Yeah. There are all nine provinces. So in my traveling, I'd meet different people every day, communicating with new people every day. Yeah. So what I learned is how to how to live with people and also how to deal with people or how to accept people because each and every day I would meet people with different character, with different personality, mm. with different background. Mm. But now we are in one space and we need to survive. Yeah. So I have to we have to find a way to work together and come up with common goal. Mm. So what I've learned is working with people. Yeah. Yeah. Whether teamwork or individually on a, on a, on a personal level, but it's working with people. Yeah. And also public communication, like public speaking. Mm. You know, because I, I, I address a lot of people. Like, go to a place, maybe there's a hall with five thousand people. Wow. Then they have to Shoot. address them. Have to do a presentation there. So. That's one of the things that I learned in university. Because in university, remember, uh, I told you that there's a whole lot of things that I learned besides academics. Mm. So public communication, public speaking was one of the things that I learned in university. Mm. And also handling people. Because in university, yeah. it's, it's, it's people from different backgrounds coming into one place. Mm. So we are all united, but we are from different places. So it's yeah. unity in diversity. Yeah. So me spending seven years with different people from different backgrounds helped me a lot to survive in corporate world. And also um, growing much more in, 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 in corporate world. Mm-hmm. Now, other thing that I learned in corporate world is finance, the issue of finance. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you work now, you start any, something yeah. at university when you were still uh, studying. Yeah. Now you start earning. And now you're earning what? It's a salary, you're earning money. Mm. So what are you going to do with the money that you have? Mm. So also you learn how to to manage your money. You learn how to let your money work for you. And yeah, that's, that's, that's mainly... Did you have a side hustle while you were working? So the side hustle started two months before I stopped working. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Two yeah. months before I stopped working. Yeah. But then during my year, during my time in, in corporate, I would do a lot of research. Mm. I would think outside the box, what is it that I can do? Because I know that salary is only for myself. Mm. And now I have to think <clears throat> beyond myself. I have mm. to think the generation to, to come. Mm. If I were to die today, I'll go with my salary. Mm. I'll go with my papers. I'll go with all my qualifications. So I had to think outside the box. Mm. That okay, now I, I I need to find something 
that will be there forever. Mm-hmm. Even if anything were to happen to me, or should, I, should it happen that tomorrow I can't walk to work or I can't do a certain things, yeah. but there is constant um, inflow of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two months just before I got retrenched by way. Mm-hmm. Um, so two months before the retrenchment, I had started to, uh, my my side my side hustle. Mm. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you something, but the word retrenchment, man. I remember my dad, my dad got retrenched or, yeah, whatever, whatever they call it, um, during my second year. But he was already old, you checked, mm. so he just thought, nah, I'm not going back. Like, I'm sure. just going to take my retirement mm. package and just, yeah, go, go, mm. go sit at home. So... The word retrenchment, I never thought it could re- relate to a young person. I don't know why. Like in yeah, my mind, yeah. retrenchment and young person <laughs> never really mix. Really so, so I can get th- that with you. It's yeah. also like a, uh, it's like it's a common thing to, through young young people. Mm-hmm. But um, what I wanted to ask you was uh, with multiple st- streams of income, did you like grow up? Having it in mind, like, at what point did you learn that, as a person, I need to have multiple streams of income? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, I grew up from a family that, okay, my mom used to sell veggies, vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, she would wake up every morning, early in the morning, go to take rent and have a, her store there selling her vegetables. Yeah. And also my father was doing the same thing. So... For me, I, I I learned about money from a very young age. Mm. But then how they did their business, for me, not. Like when you grow up, you have, you always have a bigger picture in mind. So selling by the side of the road, mm. like for, 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 for me, it didn't make sense. Mm. And I always wanted to be better than them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I thought it going to varsity, better, bettering my skills, mm. um, gaining education would be a way for me. Yeah. Yes. Only to find out I'll come back and do the side hustle of selling as well. Yeah. So what what I, I I thought was not good when I was young, I did it when I was older. Mm. I was selling. Mm. And that's when I realized that selling is actually everyone yeah and that's where money is yeah it's trade we all have something to trade yeah yes maybe we might use different terms of selling of trading we all have something to trade mm. other people trade their time mm. other people trade objects mm. yes goods mm. yes so I, I i i grew up with this thing of, of having multiple streams of income no. but then I didn't know how I would have those multiple streams of income, or maybe the source of those streams would be what. Mm. Yeah, up until later in life, after just before I got to trench, mm. then I started my side, my side hustle. Yeah, yeah. And your side hustle is what you jumped into when the other ship was was crashing. Yes. Mm. So it's what I immediately jumped into mm. after that sale. I mean that that ship. Started thinking, then I jumped into my yeah. side hustle. Um, what is your side hustle at the time, mm-hmm. and um, how does it start? Like, how do you start and say, you know what, I'm gonna have two streams of income now, 
and um, it's gonna be this. Yeah. And this is how I'm going to do it. All right. Um, so my side hustle was uh, uh, selling perfumes. Yeah. You know, selling perfumes. And why perfumes? Because I was in corporate. Mm. And in corporate, everyone wants to look the part. Mm. You have to dress up in a certain way. Mm. And once you dress up in a certain way, you must smell in a certain way. Mm. And for me, I always knew that once I smell in a certain way, there's a level of confidence that I gain mm. that I don't know it comes from where. Mm. So for me, that's, that's, that's the trigger. I thought, okay, selling perfumes would be the way. And it happens that I would, I would have a good plug for perfumes. Mm. Yes. So I'm selling these perfumes from Dubai, perfumes that are not much known here mm. at home. Mm. Yes. So for me, it was just to, knowing that I'm in a corporate space, yeah. in a corporate space, you are expected to dress in a certain manner. Yeah. You're expected to smell in a certain manner. And what's the good way to make money? Than yeah. in the things that are needed. Yeah. Yeah. And then there it started. Then it started. And uh, <laughs> and I think for for my my favorite question to ask people is how did you fund fund your business? Mm. But with you, it was like you were in a job, you had a salary, <laughs> so it must have been easy to to fund the business. Yes, it it, it was easy. Um, I'd say the first two months it was easy, mm. but now after retrenchment. So now I saw that there is life into this side hustle. Yeah. So now it's no longer a side hustle. It's a main. Yeah. It's a main it's thing. Your bread and butter now. <laughs> now it's my it's my main thing. Yeah. So I had a choice to keep it as a side hustle mm. or to invest in it and let go and be my main my main bread and butter bread bread and butter. Yeah. 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 So I did that after I got to trench. Then I put much more of my money. In terms of investment into the business, mm. yeah, I got um, bigger stock because even my clientele base then was a, a whole lot more than when I started. Mm. Yeah. Um, did you have people around you, especially like close to you, um, saying, "Why don't you just get another job? Like, what are you doing now? This, <laughs> this thing is not safe. It's too risky." You know, there's always those people. There is always those people. That's why we normally say it's easy to see mistakes mm. in the pitch when you are watching football. Mm. I mean, when you are outside the pitch, mm. you can see. Believe me, <laughs> I support this. Yes. So you can see all the mistakes they're doing. Yeah. So same applies. Those questions to me came as, you know what? You it's easy for you to impose those questions to me, but then. I'm also doing my level best. Mm. It's not to say that I'm not doing it, I'm not looking for other jobs, I'm not applying. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing my part every day, but there is no positive income, I mean, outcome. So that's when my side hustle became my main. Yeah. Yeah. Became, yeah. I mean, I saw that, you no, know I can't sit around and complain every day. Mm. I can't blame the government. The level of um, un- unemployment is mm. so high. So I can't just sit there and shift the blame, point fingers. Let me do something. Yeah. Whatever is mine will find on the way. Yeah. Should the job come, the job will find me on the way. Yeah. But yeah. I'm telling you, there will be a time where they come 
and I'll be far from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be far. I'll be far from anyone. Yeah. So yeah. That's that's the the story. Has has it always been a goal to say um, with the side hustle when you started, you you wanna end up being your own boss? Yeah, I think everyone who starts a side hustle, the end result or the end goal is to find yourself being your own boss. Yeah. Yeah. Just that you know, all of us we have to start somewhere. Yeah. So you do your side hustle while you have your your main job. Yeah. Then your side hustle needs to grow, yeah. and your main job needs to be your side hustle. So that's yeah. the plan we all have when yeah. we when we start when we start with our side hustles. Yo, I've never had someone illustrate it that way until <laughs> <laughs> so your whole job becomes a yeah. side hustle. Because one one thing that I I, I realize is that, in as much that we all wake up every day to go to work mm. to look for money, mm. money is not what we're really looking for. Yeah. We're all looking for freedom. Financial That's freedom. True. And we're also looking for freedom in terms of time. You want to have as much time on your side than the time that you give to your to your boss. So in as much as we all wake up every day, money is not the end goal, but freedom is the end goal. Mm-hmm. So that's why we start side hustles. Because we know that with the side hustle, if it grows to the level that it can be my main, mm. then I won't have to wake up every day and go to job, to work. Mm. But I will do things in my own time. Do things in my own time. Oh man, that's so powerful. That hit me. <laughs> um, so, in your entrepreneurial journey, what is it that you you are gathering? Like, what is it that you are learning or have already learned? Um, something that I can say as a a person who's a businessman myself, I would say, like, some days are just hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Some days are just like, what am I doing, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, in that moment, what keeps you going and um, how do you manage to to get things done? Mm-hmm. How do you manage to say, with all this pressure, with all these things, I'm going to go there and pitch this business and it's mm-hmm. going to be the best pitch I've ever done in my whole tenure of, of being sure. in business. Yeah. So I I had to learn and understand the seasons of the year. Mm. So once you learn and understand the seasons of the year and how they come about every year. Mm. You no, know, in one year there's summer. Yeah. There's winter, there's autumn, there's spring. Yeah. If you don't plant in summer, you won't mm. eat in winter. Yes. Mm. So, once you find yourself doing well in your business, prepare for the winter. Yes. Yeah. Prepare for the winter because without any mistake, winter will come. Mm. Winter will come. And if the winter finds you not prepared, then you will crash. So, that's how I can put it. Just understand the seasons of life. Mm. Also in business, there's seasons. Mm. Yes, there's summer, there's winter, there's spring, there's autumn. There's yeah. a season where business is booming. Yeah. But now, when the business is booming, it's not about how much money you're making, mm. but what you're doing with that money. How do you manage the money? <laughs> Who taught you that, man? <laughs> how, did you, how did you pick Pick up. I have a way of explaining that to people, mm. especially people who are starting off in business. Mm. But um, 
I don't even know what words I use, but so how do you use it like a timeline, sort of a, a yeah. graph yeah. to say this is a point where income is high, yes. but believe me, there's going to come a point where income is low. Mm-hmm. So the income that is high is not all yours to spend. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a way to shift it and make it go supplement with the, the, the income and stuff. Sure. But that way, it's so easy. It's so so relatable. It makes sense. Because we do go through these seasons. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, you get that? I think also, like, it doesn't only apply in business, mm. in businesses, also in corporate world. Mm. For me, retrenchment, I never saw retrenchment coming. So most of the time when it hits, it finds you not being prepared. Yeah. Yes. But now, so we need to learn those seasons also in corporate space that, okay, things like retrenchment, they're there. Mm. You know, like COVID. None yeah. of us expected COVID. Yeah. But now during COVID, a whole lot of people experience salary cuts. So that, that's winter for them. But how are they surviving in winter if they were not preparing much in summer? So so in, 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 in business, you need to understand these seasons. There is no way you will survive without understanding the seasons. And also, you're not guaranteed that by month end, I'll get this amount of money. Mm. Yes. So the, even the months, they're not the same. This mm. month, you can do better. Next month, you can do bad. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. also, when you do better, plan ahead. Know that there is winter coming. Yeah. There is winter. Yeah. And you know this whole topic that we are on now. It at some point it once got me thinking about people who are employing, let's say, five hundred plus people. Mm-hmm. That business being a fluctuating yes. environment, how do they keep? Like sometimes we look at people and we we are we are so overly critical of them, mm-hmm. and we don't know what they go through. We don't know the sacrifices and and all these things that they put down to apply themselves to their businesses because those people keep managing to pay people, these 500 plus people, every single month. Mm. Despite the fluctuations that you're talking about, saying one one month you can do good, the other bad. Mm. So it got me thinking about like the the, the businessmen who own like big franchises Mm. to say, you know what, Sometimes we are so overly, overly, overly crit- uh, critical of them, and we don't get the the sacrifice the sacrifices that yeah. that they make. Mm. That's so good, man. That that was for me. Sure. <laughs> that was so much yeah, for me. Said it caught you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. And you have this gift, man, of just and this one you've had it for a long time. Like through through varsity, you're one of the people that just. Yeah, man, the person that I could go to, yeah. a person that I could, yeah, because I'd mess up a lot. <laughs> I'd crash up. I'd crash up. And, but I knew, man, there's this person who's just, uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be impatient with me. It's gonna talk to me in a calm way, encourage me, help me solve like all these issues that I, that I, that I go through. Um, I know that I'm digressing now, okay. but this gift, are you aware of it? Do you know about it? And if you do, where does it come from? <laughs> so I choose not to be aware of the gift, mm. but wherever I go, I do mm. that. Mm. I remember at first it was even difficult for me to accept it. 
mm. because I didn't see it in me. Mm. I thought it was just me being a person, me living my life, yeah. being true to, to myself. And then later in life, that's when I realized, and through the help of people also, remember I spoke about the good community. Mm. Yes. Mm. Then I realized, okay, I have this gift, and it's from God. Yeah. Yeah. So the gift that I have um, with people, or the, the love that I have for people, mm. for me, it, it comes from God Himself. And it came to me after I realized how much God loves a human being. Yeah. If God were to send Himself or were to send Christ to die for a human being, therefore there must be much more value in a human being than anything else. Then that's where I also developed the love for people yeah. to love them unconditionally. Yeah. Yes. So that's why it was even easy um, for you to come to me because you knew that whenever I go to do mm. one thing that I'll find is love. Mm. One thing I'll find is patience. Like I'm, I'm patient with people because God has been patient with me yeah. throughout. Yeah. I love people because God loves people. God loves me. Yeah. Like with all um, my weaknesses, with all my ups and downs, God mm. still loves me. So, in a nutshell, it comes from God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I am aware yeah. of the gift, even though sometimes I choose not to be aware of the gift, but I, I am aware of it and it follows me everywhere I go. Yeah, so sometimes when people realize that they have gifts, mm. they always look for a way to monetize them. Mm. Do you also like find a way that you can gain financially from the gift? Uh, not really. Yeah. I wouldn't say that... Okay, I never thought of it. I never thought of making my gift or that particular gift mm. for financial gain. Mm. Yeah, I never, I never thought of it. Because for me, fulfillment is loving people than making money out of it. Yeah. Yes. That's where I find fulfillment. I find fulfillment in loving people than yeah. making money over it. Yeah, I, I, I believe see. that I, I can make money out of other things than mm. this particular gift. Yes, yeah. I do have other gifts that I can monetize them. Yeah. And plant and expect yeah. fruit from that gift. Yeah. But particularly with this one, um, it's just me pouring out my heart to people. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, if money follows you through that gift, it's a plus. That's a bonus. But that's me. not what you're aiming for. Yes, that's wow. not what I'm aiming for. That's a bonus. Wow. That's a bonus, yes. I see. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't something that was on my notes. And um, I asked you because of how I said um, that just came mm-hmm. came for me. Like um, It's like I always look for, for ways to learn and to, you know, just to to gain new things and that part for me about like the seasons just yeah it really stood out for me and then it reminded me of the interactions that I, that I've had with you sure. yeah so uh, that's why I went there um my my next topic that I wanted us to, to cover was like like work life balance because you you just got married yes. um, is it just got no. <laughs> you so, tried that it's been a while <laughs> so on the 11th of July making a year it's one year wow wow <laughs> july july wow it's yeah. been a year <laughs> so yeah you, you just got married you have a family you're running your own business um 
what I can tell you about me, um, being a bachelor and running a business, is that sometimes I don't have weekends. Some, sometimes it just finds a way to just slip in. in even a Sunday, it's like, my people, why? Why are you calling me? Why? <laughs> because they want the service. Yeah. You, you're a problem solver and you, you're solving their problem. How do you keep the two apart? Like, your life with your wife and your son mm-hmm. and work to say, hey, you stop here. And sure. Like, how do you achieve that? Yeah. Because a lot of people might struggle. With might struggle. Okay, I'm sure a whole lot of us struggled first. Mm. Yeah, so because when I started the business, I was not married. Mm. So now I had all the time to myself. Yeah. So I would do the business anytime. But now I have a family. I have a wife and I have a son. Yeah. And time is important to spend with family. Now, family time is, is important. Yeah. So the fortunate part about my business is that I have the freedom of time. Mm. So now that's another thing of, of working for yourself or being your own boss. You yeah. have the freedom of time. Mm. And it's something that I didn't have when I was in corporate. Mm. Because in corporate, you know, nine to five, you're supposed to be um, trading your, your, your time for money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have to be there all all the time that you are supposed to be there. So you only rest in the evening. In the evening, you're tired to get home. You have to prepare also for the next day. But now, the fortunate part about my business is that I have the freedom of time. Yeah. So I only work four hours a day. Yeah. The other hours I spend with family. Yeah. Yeah. It's only those days where there's a need for me to be somewhere or there's a need for me to focus on work. But mm. most of the time, I'm strictly working four hours a day. Then most of the time, I'm spending with family. Oh. So that's how I can easily balance uh, oh, time the time for family and also time for my businesses. Yeah. Mm. I almost forgot um, to chat to you about your wellness coach business. Mm. That now you, uh, you started Scent O'Clock. By the way, that's the name of his company. Sure. You start Scent O'Clock and um, you go, you go, and you feel like, no, there's something that I have to add to this. How does the, the wellness uh, industries bite you? <laughs> okay. For, for me, that's simple and straightforward. Mm. For a person to think about future, mm. for a person to think about future goals, mm. you must be in good health. Yeah. 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 So... You, are, you can easily associate future with good health. If you're not in good health, then you can't fulfill your goals. Hmm. If you're not in good health, you can't fulfill your future dreams that you are inspiring. Hmm. So whatever that you want to pursue in future, you need to be in good health. And hmm. that's where the, the second business came about. And that's how I became a wellness coach. And for me, being a wellness coach, it covers the emotional aspect of life. Mm. It covers the social aspect of life. Mm. It covers um, the physical aspect of life. You no, know, like a human being in general. Like it gives you a healthy space for you to survive. Mm. I also believe that um, when God created us, He gave us a seed and He said to the seed, you must 
be fruitful and multiply. Mm. So being fruitful and multiplication is in our genes, it's in our DNA. Mm. So if we're not growing and we're not multiplying, we'll find ourselves crushing. That's why there's mental disorders. That's why we find ourselves frustrated because mm. we are not uh, functioning in our full sense. Yes. Yeah. So for you to think of future, for you to think of if your goals, you need to be in good health. So that's where the wellness coach came about. Yeah, I was listening to something today. Yeah, talking um, exactly about that. Um, how how wealth is health is wealth. They like to say indeed. Yeah. How like, is wealth? Yeah, yeah wealth. Is, yeah, that, mm. however they put it. Mm. Oh, but so and it, it got me to to look at myself also because sometimes you might feel like. I'm young, I'm active, you know, I'm not sick, so yeah. why do I need to be um, doing other stuff to my sure. body if, if my body hasn't failed me? Mm. But then some days you just wake up and you feel like, <laughs> yo, I can't do this. And when you work for yourself, you know, that can be very, very, very tough on you. So, yeah, I've been looking at ways to, to just start because... I feel like when you're wired, like the way that we are wired to like solve business problems and all these things, there are people who are wired into like fitness, you know, yes. business, uh, fitness coaches, fitness trainers and whatever. But for me, I don't have that path in my brain to say, this is what I'm going to do. So I don't even know how, how I'm going to like even start to, yeah. to start um, working my body or taking care of my body. But I guess... I, I, you, you, you're busy preparing an invoice. <laughs> I am, actually. <laughs> you're busy. I am. You're preparing an invoice. Yeah. So someone can listen to you right now and they are very, very um, encouraged or inspired and they, they might be asking themselves, what kind of content does this person listen to? Because we are both alive in South Africa, but he thinks different from, for me, mm-hmm. what what does he read? What does he listen to? What does he watch? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Um, what kind of content do I listen to? For me, anything that has to do with personal development, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of content that I listen to. I love listening or reading books on leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, books that will, will stretch my, my mental capacity. Mm. Books on finance. Mm. You know, I remember, I think even from varsity, I, love, I loved Christian books because mm. they touched a lot on leadership. Yeah. They touched a lot on, on, on faith. They touched a lot on us being motivated to do what we we think we can do, but we can do that because we have Christ on our side. So it speaks of confidence. So basically, I, I listen a lot on any material that will personally develop me. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And and even what you watch is even what I watch is. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm. I watch a lot of. Um, motivational speakers, I watch a lot of preachers, no, preaching mm. the word of God, mm. I watch a lot of, um, recently I've been watching 
a lot of clips on finances on how to manage finances mm. and how to make uh, your money work for you mm. things like that mm. yeah so in each and every I think there's levels to it mm. yeah once you you, you, you grow up to a certain level then you, you listen to certain things you grow up to a certain level yeah so mm. as long as my mind is stretched then that's 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 it for me yeah do you, do you watch Kim Sam? I do <laughs> Because someone was like, this guy is too serious, so when do I get my time to watch? No, I, 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 I do watch Kim Sam. I actually love Kim Sam. Yeah. But if I were to miss an episode of Kim Sam, yeah. I wouldn't beat myself so hard. Mm, yeah. Okay, I, I told myself, you know what, I can. There's always Kim Sam. Yeah. There was Kim Sam for, I think, since I was in university. Mm. And even today, there's Kim Sam. Still there. And what always motivates me when I watch TV is that I can't be sitting there and watch people making money. Mm. And I'm doing it. I'm sitting here doing nothing. Mm. So if if I have to miss an episode of Skim Sam, mm. I can do that and read a book, mm. or maybe watch something on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I can do okay. that. Or maybe attend a seminar. Okay, I mm-hmm. see. Because there are a lot of people who pride themselves by saying, "I don't watch TV. I don't want TV in my house. Whatever, whatever." I and think um, the, the the phrase that says too much of everything is not good. Mm. Yeah. So yes, too much of TV is not good because yeah. now you you you're wasting or you're spending too much time watching TV. Where else you can do something better, something that will develop you, something that will will groom you to be a better person than mm. you were yesterday. Mm. Yeah. Wow, you put it so well because mm. I wanted to say people pride themselves with saying I don't have a TV, whatever, but. But you listen to music six hours of the day and you listen to a kind of music that is not developing you. Or you, you're reading books. I'm not saying there's something wrong with Fifty Shades of Grey, but you're just reading books that are not helping you. you know? yeah, like, so yeah. some people pride themselves by not watching TV, but how you put, put it to say too much of yeah. everything is just, it's just, it's just not good. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we're about to wrap up the podcast now. Okay. So... Uh, we we're facing a lot as a country. It's like when you wake up, um, there's just something new that mm-hmm. we have to deal with a problem. Mm-hmm. And um, the other day, like it happens every year, they release stats on on youth unemployment. Um, I remember last year it was like somewhere around like sixty seven percent. This year it was like seventy two, and it seems like it's. It's a problem for our, our country. And I don't think that these sort of problems are only for the politicians or for the people in government to solve. I feel like we have a, a way to, to contribute to, to solving them mm-hmm. because we live in this community, we live in this mm-hmm. society, and we can't just expect someone to come into a place where we are already there. We can see opportunities or solutions mm-hmm. to, to solve these problems. So... How do you think things like these, like youth unemployment, we can tackle it as citizens? Mm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, Let me start here. It's just a huge percentage. Mm. Is it 73%? Yeah. It's a huge percentage. It is. It is compared to other countries. Sure. Like, it's it's painful, though, Mm. because these are the facts that are there. Mm. And that you live with every day. Yeah. You know, it's painful to know that 
the unemployment rate uh, it escalates every year. Yeah, it escalates every day. Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, and I always say that, just like you said, that you you can't shift the blame and always say it's a it's a matter of what the government is not providing, mm. or maybe our expectation from them. Mm. Yes. So I think it's high time that we, we understand that until we stop shifting blame, mm. we cannot win this um, this the rate of, of unemployment. Mm. The percentage will never come down. The mm. percentage will never be lower, lowered until we stop shifting blame because the government can only do so much. Yeah. Yes. The government can only do so much and we ourselves we need to be equipped well enough to rise above the stats. Yeah. Yeah. So also the issue of mindset, we need to change our mindset. Yeah. You know, um, recently, I think last week, I read a quote. It was a very painful quote and it was true. Mm. Yeah, like it, it touched me so bad. It says that a black man will never... Okay, a black graduate, specifically, a black graduate will never want to sell something by the side of the road, even if you tell them that they will make a profit of 6000 a month. Mm. Rather, they would look for an internship somewhere that gives them 1.5 a month. Mm. So yeah. the issue of status now, I can't do certain things because I'm educated. I can't mm. do certain jobs because I have these qualifications. Sometimes those mentalities are the ones that derate us, are the ones that um, keep us down there. Mm. So we need to change our mindset. Yeah. Yes, we need to stop shifting blame. Yes, the government can only do so much, yeah. but we can't point blame to government all the time. Yeah. So whenever the government decide to respond in a positive manner towards our plea. Yeah. Let those responses find us doing something. Sure. Um, you remind me you remind me of something that you said. Oh, or when the retrenchment came. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, yes, I'll apply for other jobs, but they'll find me doing something. They'll find me doing something. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't sit around and, and say, no, the government is not giving me what I'm supposed to get. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's say the government is not responding to, to the job crisis for the next 10 years. What are you going to do for the next 10 years? You want to sit there and blame the government for the next 10 years. Whereas you have two hands, mm. you have a mind, the biggest gift or the biggest energy that God has ever gave to humankind. Mm. So let it be, let there be a shift of mindset. Mm. You can do things. I mean, all of us, we are born with a gift. Yeah. Yes. So go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Find out what is it that Lucas can do. Yeah. And only Lucas can do it. Yeah. Then work on that thing. Work on your craft. Yeah. And trust you me, God will send eleven people towards you. Yeah. And you will succeed. Yeah. 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 Because I think, of... <coughs> sorry. So sorry. at some point we we are the ones who will do much more work and partner with government and mm. bring stability in the country. Mm. But if you do nothing and only shift the blame, nothing will happen. Yeah, I was. I wanted to say, I agree, and I was thinking about the same thing to say. 
we all have something that we can do. True. Like you can bake. You can fix a car like no one's business. Exactly. You can... Your garden at home looks so good. How how are you not monetizing that? You know, like how you say mindset, like we need to get in a mindset of like, hey, my number is this and I can do this. If you want your garden to look as good as mine, call me. You know, like as simple as that. Just 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 communicate it, communicate that to people. And one thing I love about business, as soon as you jump in, you learn other stuff like how to sales pitch, how to to market how to you know all those things i think i think that's what we need we need to do mm. ah man we are at the the end of our recording and i wish we we could go on for longer and longer because it's so refreshing man to to mm. talk to to people like you um thank you so much for coming um this is a point where you plug your whatever that you do, how can people find you, how can people support the work that you do? Mm. Yeah. Sure. All right. This is a good platform. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate you having me here. Yeah, so what I do is I, 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 I sell perfumes. Yeah. I have a company called Center Clock. Yeah. So it's time to smell good. It's time for set, for having scent. Wow, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> scent also. Yeah, scent also. So the slogan there is finding a scent that matches your character. Yeah. So it's not just a scent, but a scent that will uh, brand you, a scent yeah. that will build your confidence, yeah. a scent that will make you a good influence out there. Yeah. So I have a page, uh, an Instagram page. Yeah. Scent underscore. Or clock, yeah. So it's center clock, yeah. Sent underscore or clock. Uh, that's where you can find me, or directly through my phone number. Yeah, you can call me on zero seven six zero six four nine three one two. Yeah, that's where you can find me anytime. Yeah, yeah. and also the other business that I do the for wellness. Uh, you can call me also on the very same number. So yeah. what I do there is mental health. You know, we do a lot of personal development. Yeah. I believe that for you to achieve in life, you need to know your identity. Yeah. And once you know your identity, then you have direction. Mm. So mm. a lot of us, we struggle in life because we don't have identity. We don't know our identity. And yeah. also, we think we know our identity when our identity is associated with objects. Mm. Once you remove those objects, then you crash. So yeah. we need to know our true identity. So mm. it comes from in and out. Mm. Once you conquer the true self, once you're strong inside, mm. you will succeed out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the very same number. Get me there. Yeah, I'm always available. Yeah. Um. So in the show notes, I'll put the links to your social media accounts yes, and please. all these, so that people can can access you yes. um easily. And also, like, your email address. I think you gave me that yeah, after address. the show. Sure. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to, to leave um, my people with? <laughs> like, just, I don't know, yeah. anything that you feel like you need to, to share to someone who could be on the other side listening? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll, I'll share briefly uh, a quote that came to me mm. today, this morning. It's actually a reminder. Someone once said to me mm. that for me, to excel in life, mm. you need to find the true self. Who is Mdu? Mm. Yeah. Who is Mdu Duzi? Mm. And once my identity is well established, mm. just like a foundation, whenever you're building a house or a yeah. building, 
yeah. you need to work and put much more work on the foundation. Yeah. So until I find my true identity, I'll never succeed in life. Mm. So success comes with you finding your true identity. Yeah. When you can grow as the tallest building you can ever think of. Yeah. The other thing is that for things to change around me, I myself I need to change. Mm. So there needs to be a paradigm shift, a mental shift. Mm. How I look at things, how I look at life. Yeah. Am I fastest in terms of panicking, in terms of spotting the bad things, or in each and every situation I want to learn and mm. see the good. So for things to change around you, you yourself need to change. Mm. Put more work in yourself. Develop yourself, and then you see life in a different perspective. Sure, man, that's so powerful. Yeah. I think as, as cliche as it sounds, it's so true because that's a thing where people shy away a lot from mm. because the biggest work is ourselves. The biggest work is us. Once we complete the work that is within us, man, we can do anything. <laughs> we can do anything. Yeah. Ash, thank you so much, yeah. man, for sharing your wisdom with us. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen. So I've realized that on Anchor, if you use Anchor, the app Anchor to listen to our podcast, um, there's a voice message tab that you can you can send us a voice message. Um, yeah, any comment that you have, any suggestion, any feedback that you can give us, you can use that that option if you're listening on Anchor. But for other people, just leave us a review on your favorite uh, podcasting app. And you can also help us out with a good old-fashioned word of mouth. Just tell people about the podcast or you can share with other people. Um, yeah, we we'll gladly and immensely appreciate that. Yeah, thank you again for listening. And my name is Lucas for The Square One Show. I'll see you on the next one.